Welcome back to 50% Cancer with Chloe. I'm Chloe. Today, I am so excited that we are joined by Natalie Davis, who is an incredible artist, but also a badass thyroid cancer survivor and somebody that I think of as a friend. Natalie will be sharing her incredible story, which she has just like fiercely gone through and tirelessly from her other health conditions that started when she was really little and really young to then all of a sudden finding this thyroid cancer diagnosis and then going through it as a college student and a grad student, all the way up to completing her lid and her isolation right as the pandemic got into full swing. Wow. (laughs) She also uses all of that as the perfect inspiration to becoming an advocate for thyroid cancer and making beautiful prints, shirts, whatever, you name it, she's got it for thyroid cancer survivors and awareness. I will let her get right into her story, and I'll come back at the end to close us out. I hope you enjoy. Here's Natalie. So hello, my name is Natalie Davis, and I am a thyroid cancer survivor. It's taken me a while to figure out what to say um, for you, Chloe, about this for your podcast um, on my journey I just recently finished grad school, and this is really my first time being able to feel my body um, how it is after my surgery. My cancer journey really started when I was younger. It wasn't until I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer or even had a nodule until 2019. In February of 2019, I was hanging out at Massachusetts College of Art and Design and on the computer, and I just had my hand around my neck, and I felt something really weird. I was very confused, and I thought it was kind of normal, but it was really big, and that was on the left side of my neck. And so I told my boyfriend, I'm like, can you feel this? Like, I don't know what this is. And so, of course, just like everybody else, I looked it up and I thought the worst. But my boyfriend said it wasn't anything to worry about. I shouldn't think about it. So I kind of just let it be. Until spring break that year, I told my mom and I had her check it out. At that point, it got a little bit bigger. And she was like, this I have this. I have this. And she felt her neck and she was like, I mean, I don't, wait, maybe I I don't. And I felt her neck and I'm like, yeah, this isn't right. I don't, I don't know what this is. But I was in my senior year of college of my finishing my undergrad and I was just too busy with my portfolio and everything else to worry about my body. (laughs) I know that sounds ridiculous, but I was like, I need to finish college. I'm almost done. I continued. I continued finishing my senior year, and it wasn't until July I got an ultrasound. And a week later, I got a biopsy because they were like very suspicious. And so I got my biopsy done. It was so uncomfortable. It felt like she stuck this huge needle in my throat and just kind of like moved it around. I'm like, stop. (laughs) Literally how it felt. And so she was even trying to talk to us after and she definitely knew what it was. And that's what got me 
a little like, okay, this is it. When in February, when I first saw this, I was right. She said, here are the options. She didn't tell us yet. She just told us about options and what we would like to do moving forward, if it is or isn't. And she's going to put in a rush order to get my results back. The next day, I was planning on going to the beach with my mom and my cousin. I mean, we still went, but I was planning on that earlier in the day. And we stopped at my abuelitos, um, my grandfather's house, just to say hi. And that's when I got the call from my doctor. We, well, we were there, we were hanging out, eating, and I ran into the bathroom and I listened to my doctor and she told me and I was in shock, but I could still articulate my thoughts and still talk to her. I wasn't crying at that point. It was only until like I, I needed my mom to be in there too because I couldn't retain anything that she was telling me. To this day, I still don't really know exactly what she told me. All I heard is that it was cancer and that's it. It's the only words that stuck out to me. While my mom was on the phone with my doctor, my endocrinologist, I was sitting on the toilet next to her sobbing. Just I broke down right then and there. And my mom was trying to pay attention and write stuff down and gather all the information that the endocrinologist was giving us. And then we went to the beach. <laughs> it was a much needed beach day. I was trying to contemplate like what was happening and trying to collect all my thoughts. And I think it was... I forgot what number person my cousin was who I told, but I told her at the beach and <laughs> I she took it somewhat better than I would thought, which is kind of the reaction I got from most people. It's like, oh yeah, you'll be fine, which kind of put myself at sort of a calm state, especially in that day. But outside of that, I was just like, are you... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to swear. You can cut that out if you need to. But I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is, this is real. Like, this is cancer. This is something that's affecting me. It should be not like, oh yeah, you'll be fine. Like, you'll get surgery and that's it. Like, it's, it's more than surgery. And yeah, that, that was my diagnosis day on July 19th, 2019. So, I can go back to talking about what I meant about my cancer journey as well. I have Putz-Jager syndrome, which is also known as PG syndrome. I have freckles under my lips and inside my mouth and on my hands and fingers, on my toes. And Putz-Jager's is a stomach kind of thing. Um, it's a syndrome that affects the gastro system. And since I was about four years old, I was getting CAT scans. And then when I start, when I was seven, I got a yearly colonoscopy and endoscopy. And I also got pelvic like procedures, ultrasounds, checking all my fun stuff up in there, you know. My stomach, my colon, smaller intestine, and now I just get, every two years, I get my colonoscopy, and 
endoscopy. This syndrome, Putz-Jager's syndrome, can cause a lot of cancers. Well, I guess not cause, but more of, like, I'm prone to getting more cancers and different types of cancers, specifically in the colon, um, stomach, that area, the gastro area, and higher risk for breast cancer and ovarian cancer. But when I got thyroid cancer, everybody was surprised. Even my doctors, they were like, this is not, it's not linked. It's not on our chart to watch out for. And I was really surprised and I really wanted to know how I got thyroid cancer. Like, how does one get this type of cancer? And what I came to the conclusion is just environmental stuff. Um, I lived in the city in Boston for a while. I, it could have been in the water. Like, there's so many little things that is a possibility, but also can't be proven. And sometimes our bodies just create a cancer. And it just sucks to say, but it just happens like that sometimes. And it's not the sugar I was eating to all those people who say sugar causes cancer and it feeds it in. No, it does not. Like, no. I just find it really funny how people who are outsiders of cancer um, tell people with cancer what not to eat or what to do because it could affect them. And like, don't tell me what to do. Worry about yourself. It's like, I did not cause my cancer. It just happened. It just happened. Life took a different turn, I guess if I could say that. Flash forward back to 2019. After my diagnosis on the 19th, I went in to go see a surgeon because that was the route we were going to take. We discussed. I brought my parents. I brought my boyfriend. I had my sister on the phone at that meeting and we talked about what the steps are and when I could schedule my surgery. He checked my neck and this is something that I sometimes think about. The way that some surgeons or endocrinologists like look at your neck. It's kind of like that thing of like, oh, eyes are up here. Like my eyes are up here. Like you're just focused on my neck and it feels... It feels so weird when somebody is just like at your neck and their hands are there and just like staring and trying to figure it all out. It's just, it's really funny. So we scheduled a date. So my surgery date was August 15th, 2019. The entire year was just crazy. I had just finished my undergrad, I graduated, and then I was trying to live up my summer. And the week before my surgery, I went to the Cape with my boyfriend and I just was trying to live up as much as I could. I went underwater. I was swimming in the ocean. I tried to dunk my head under the water as much as I could because I knew for a while I couldn't go underwater. And swimming and being in the water is something that I am in absolute love with. It makes me feel at peace and it's just so joyous to me. So surgery day comes along on August 15th, 2019 and I get to the hospital in a NASA suit. And yes, I am not joking. I 
found an Asla suit like three days before uh, from Forever 21 and I had to buy it and it's like supposed to be for Halloween kind of for that girl who just like like skin tight things but I'm like I love space and NASA so I bought it I got some looks but I was just like hey I'm getting my cancer out and I can wear whatever I want <laughs> and I did not care I was like yep this is me prepping to go into my surgery. It just felt like I had to sign so many papers. <laughs> but it was, I, I don't remember as too much, like, prior. I just remember I cried a little bit. I was really sad that my family had to leave the little area that I was at. They marked me up. I was just like, okay. <laughs> Like going into surgery, my also my first ever surgery, and it was weird. It felt weird. I felt I don't know. I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And I they rolled me into the room and they put me under anesthesia. And the next time I remember was waking up talking, just blabbing away, just talking my like my nurse's ear off in the recovery little area and I kept falling back asleep and I woke up and then I just was talking again and I was crying. I was bawling my eyes out talking to this nurse and I was so happy. I was like, I'm talking. I can talk. And that is something that was one of my biggest fears going into the surgery of losing my voice. I was so petrified that I was going to lose my voice, but I came out of the surgery and I was talking and bawling my eyes out. Flash forward to three weeks and I think it was, I started grad school. And that is why I said at the beginning of this is I couldn't really have time with myself and my body to see how well I'm reacting to getting my thyroid out and this new medicine I have to take every single day and trying to figure that all out. And I started grad school and in September, I think it was, of 2019. It was an intense year. I like I said, I just finished in December 23rd, 2020. It was a long four semesters all the way through. I pushed myself to my limits and it was really tough. I remember in the first month, I would either cry myself randomly to sleep. I mean, it wasn't as much randomly. It was more like I was thinking like, wow, this thing happened to me. I, I had this. This actually happened. I had cancer. I had my thyroid out. I just had surgery. I would also wake up crying at night. My scar was still healing. It had this glue on it instead of stitches, and it looked bigger than it really was, and I kind of liked it. At first, I really wanted to hide it with a bunch of scarves, and I did just to protect it, but then after a while, I just, like, wanted people to see. I just, I felt like such a badass. I was like, have a scar. It's really cool. I was insecure some days and other days not, but it took me a while to not cry myself to sleep because of it and just randomly wake up. It was also in the first month that I found Thigh Can Survivors 
and I connected with Chloe and it was really, really helpful. It was so helpful and very therapeutic and wonderful to know that there was other people out there who was going through the same thing as I was. And to connect with somebody who understood that like my tired is not the same as other people's tired. But also I was in grad school going through a thyroid cancer surgery trying to heal and come to my new normal and I was pushing myself doing classes going to work it was really intense and I thought I could still do it and I I did it but it was hard it was a tougher journey than I thought it would be I also didn't know that we all we all had a thyroid (laughs) like when I first was diagnosed I didn't even know what a thyroid was. And I think many people could say that. Like, if you ask somebody, do you know what a thyroid is? They're probably going to be like, no. And also, if you ask, do you know where your thyroid is? Like, no. (laughs) Where? (laughs) I mean, I really did not know what it was. I didn't know what it did. I didn't know how it would affect me. And it was just scary to have something be taken out of my body. And something so important, when I found out what it did, it just, it scared me even more. I also remember when I first posted about my diagnosis on social media, I... (laughs) I got so many comments and support from people who I would not have expected. And that really interested me. It's very interesting when somebody gets sick or they say that they have cancer, how many people, I guess, show up for you. But then if it's a type of cancer like thyroid cancer, it's very different because they show up in the beginning and then they leave because they think it's done. You get your surgery and you're cured. You're fine. And nobody knows what happens after. Nobody really understands that thyroid cancer is is a cancer. There's no cancer that is less than another cancer. But people don't see it like that. And that's what hurts. I feel like having thyroid cancer, I'm more aware of the stigma that people put on it, I guess, or the way people treat you, uh, thinking that it's a one-and-done deal. Uh, You're only cured if you get surgery. You're cured because you're getting a pill. You don't have to go through chemo, but it's, it's not like that, and I just think that comparing or minimizing a certain type of cancer is very, it's not right. It just is not right. Like, my cancer is still cancer. I'm still going through it. It's a lifelong thing. I lost my thyroid. It, it's an important part of my body. It controls and helps my body to be what it is. And I don't have that. I have a pill to do that for me now. 
and my body has to get used to this pill. One of the greatest things that came out of my thyroid cancer journey was creating art and creating it for people to wear and show support and spread awareness to what thyroid cancer is. I think being an artist and an illustrator really helped to do that and to make it possible. I found it really therapeutic and rewarding that I could share my story and spread awareness of what thyroid cancer is in my artwork and designs. And this is also something that has continued and I get multiple comments and messages from people who have thyroid cancer or who just had their surgery telling me that this is amazing. This is what brought me happiness today. I've been looking for a thyroid cancer shirt that was cute and something like with a beautiful design and I finally found it with yours and it just made it all worthwhile. It just made me super happy to create these designs. One of my artworks I made in the past year is based around my own cancer journey, something personal to myself. It shows myself, half my face with my lips, and I have some freckles in there to show that it's me and my hands holding a bunch of butterflies fluttering away and one big butterfly as a statement right next to my scar on my neck. I made this piece in my multimedia style that I usually do. And it has a lot of rustic and soft tones to it. And it was made on wood. I think making art around thyroid cancer has really helped others and also myself really understand and process what thyroid cancer is and what it can do to a person and really bring hope and light to what is happening. So as I said before, I graduated grad school. And I have finally had some time to listen to my body and time for myself and really understand how my body is in its new normal. Currently, I've been taking advantage of sleeping. I have been walking. I have been listening to how my body regulates its own temperature, how tired I was. Now I can finally understand if it was just all the amount of stress of grad school and thyroid stuff. And I'm just really trying to listen to my body and more than I was before. I really thought I was listening to it. I did check my neck. I waited too long. I wish I didn't wait as long as I did. I do remember my doctor telling me that my my little Mr. Ball legs, as I like to call it from reference to Santa Clarita diet, <laughs> uh, I remember her telling me that it was probably in there for about a year before they did the biopsy. So I always advocate for everybody to check their neck and it's very simple. Um, you can either feel your neck, it's kind of like a breast self-breast exam or a self-testicle exam. You just check your neck, you can feel it. You can also swallow water in front of a mirror and see what moves up and down with your throat. It's really helpful and it could save you. I'm very thankful that art has really helped me in understanding myself and 
just helped me along the way and finding a support system as I did. Uh, everybody should find their own support system. Even connecting with Can survivors has been extremely helpful and inspiring. So please, please check your neck, listen to your body, and find a support system. This has been Natalie, and you guys can find me on Instagram at polka.dreamer. You can also find me on Facebook. You can find all my shirts and apparel and merch and anything thyroid cancer styled merch that from an awesome artist. You can find it on tpublics.com. Also, link in my bio at on my Instagram. And thank you for listening to me and my journey and my story. A huge thank you to you, Natalie. That was amazing and incredible hearing your story. And I hope that others out there, I think, can find a lot of comfort in the relatability you have and all the things that you learned yourself like about learning about the thyroid and learning about how it's not just an easy cancer or a good cancer there's so much more to it that was just perfect for all of you to hear well this is the end (laughs) i will actually be sharing my own experience with creativity and thyroid cancer in next week's episode Um, I just really wanted to give this time for Natalie and dedicate it to her story. Like she said, you can check her out on a bunch of links. I'll make sure to post them in the episode description, wherever else that I can. And I'll take her, of course, in our Instagram posts. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Next week, I'll be here talking about creativity. Thanks for being here. Bye.